I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Saturn Return. Ever heard of it? If you're a fan of Adele, then I'm going to assume yes. When announcing her new album, 30, Adele detailed the most turbulent period of her life and how her wild friend would come over with a bottle of wine and take away to cheer her up, give the best advice and say, it's your satin return, babes. Fuck it. You only live once. Epic UK impersonation by me, by the way. (laughs) The British singer-songwriter went a little deeper in her interview with Vogue and admitted her satin return was where she lost the plot. She said, when that comes, it can rock your life. It shakes you up a bit. Who am I? What do I want to do? What makes me truly happy? If you watched the TV concert special Adele, One Night Only, you may have even noticed her satin tattoo or those big flashy satin earrings. And if that wasn't enough to drive it home, this special event was actually held at LA's Griffith Observatory. So when it comes to satin return, Adele is a big believer. And honestly... I'm with her. I didn't personally learn of Saturn Return until I read of Golden Dust by Samantha Wills last year, which is a great book, by the way. I highly recommend it. It's like a personal memoir of Samantha's rise as a jewellery designer and businesswoman. And she's got a chapter called Saturn Return. In this section, Samantha details her first encounter with a clairvoyant named Sandra and not only how bang on she was with what was going on in Samantha's life at the time, but what was ahead? Uh, how old are you, darling? Sandra said, her face wincing as she looked at the new spread of cards. I just turned 29, last month, I replied. Hmm, I thought so. Her concerned gaze fixed on the cards. Why, I said, is something bad going to happen? Well, yes and no. The good news is, it's all going to work out fine, exactly as it's meant to. But before it does, there's a bit of a... How would you describe it? A bit of universe fuckery ahead. Mm, Reading this chapter, I felt so extremely seen because I felt like I was in the middle of experiencing my own Saturn return with a breakup, the death of a colleague, moving house and releasing a book, and I was 29. The concept of Saturn return is something that I just knew I needed to include in this podcast series. So that's what we're going to do. It can be really tough for people. It can be it can, it can be difficult. But again, if you step up to the responsibility rather than shying away from it, it can also bring incredible award, uh, rewards and accolades and personal growth and achievements. Um, Saturn always rewards effort and hard work and discipline and dedication. In this episode, I have called upon the wisdom of Australian astrologer Natasha Weber, whose horoscopes you may have read on Mamma Mia and some other fantastic pieces for body and soul. So Natasha's going to break down Saturn Return, how it can shape the beginning of your 30s, and the ways in which you can make the most of it. 
as well as explaining the importance of understanding our birth charts and the role of astrology in getting to know yourself. I found this to be a really intriguing conversation, and I hope you get something out of it too. So let's dive in. Natasha, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for jumping on. I'm so excited to get a bit of schooling in Saturn. Oh, I can't wait to share all about Saturn. Yes, it gets a bit of a bad rap, I think, sometimes the Saturn return and Saturn in general. So it will be nice to explain and explore that a little bit further. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because growing up and still, I would say, Saturn is my favorite planet. And I think I just like her rings, like aesthetically, she's she's cute. But um, yeah, I kind of see now learning a bit more or, or even coming across Saturn return that it's a planet that kind of gives a bit of tough love, I suppose. So what's the mm. easiest way that you would describe Saturn return? Okay, the easiest way to describe Saturn return, I guess it would be about an evolution of the soul in a way. Um, It's about coming of age. It's about learning lessons. Um, But then if if you choose to ignore the lessons, that's when Saturn return can kind of come and kick you in the pants. So I think when the Saturn return is approaching, if you know your astrology a little bit, it's really important to kind of be aware that it might be a time to buckle down and it might be a time to get serious in life. Um, And if you choose to ignore that and be a little more on the frivolous side and you don't move from one phase to another as you're developing and growing, then, um, yeah, that's when you might run into a little bit of trouble and that's where Saturn Return can get its bad reputation from. Yeah, I've seen it described as like an audit of your foundation and your core structure and it sounds and it is so significant. But in terms of, you know, other astrological events, we often hear about the retrogrades and the eclipses, but I feel like we don't actually hear a lot about Saturn return and a lot of people are often blindsided or in the midst of experiencing it when they actually discover what's going on. Why do you think that is? Um, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. I think astrology is becoming more popular in general. I think Mercury retrograde, I don't know, maybe it's just got a good sort of um, twang to it that people are drawn to learning and knowing more about that and it's it's frustrating. Um, so, you know, in, in, in their frustration, people are, are drawn to learning about Mercury retrograde. But in terms of the Saturn return, I think it's possibly a little more complex than other astrological issues that the general public would know about. Uh, But I I do think that astrology is becoming more popular and certainly um, the more complex side of astrology. So Saturn return fits into that. You have to know your birth chart as well a little bit to understand um, how the Saturn return might affect you personally. So I think people are becoming more and more aware that they do have a birth chart to start with and then how to work with that and how to work with astrology and knowing that it's not, you know, astrology is not just about the horoscopes that you read in the newspapers and magazines, but you can actually work with astrology to help you grow and help you learn and help you evolve as a person and in your life experiences. So maybe maybe that's why. 
Yeah, I, I kind of think it's due to, I mean, various factors. I mean, one, because it's so individualized, right, and which how we experience it. And I guess what you mentioned there, that it kind of requires a bit of initiative on your behalf in terms of accessing your birth chart and whatnot. How do people even get hold of that? Because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, uh, generic uh, search engines online. Are they always the most accurate way? Yeah, that's a really good question because a lot of sites will offer a free birth chart service, including mine. And sometimes I get people sending me their birth chart that they've calculated from a different site. And um, I have an issue with analysing those charts because you just don't know what algorithms another site is using. Of course, a birth chart for people who don't know is very much based on mathematics based on the time and the place and the location that you were born and the latitude and the longitude, your birth chart is then like, you know, a map of the, of the heavens at your moment of birth, your exact moment of birth, and everything's measured in degrees, minutes and seconds. So, you know, get that math out of the way. Yeah. But you can see how the birth chart or your birth chart is very individual. So to be looking at a chart that's been calculated on another site and you don't know, firstly, what algorithms or you know, calculations they've used and, secondly, um, what school of astrology they've used. So it does differ. It does, yeah, change. Okay, so a return, it's like when any planet completes its entire circuit through the sky and returns to the same place it was at the time of your birth. Is that right? That is beautifully said. So Saturn, <laughs> well done. So Saturn takes 29 years to orbit the sun mm -hmm. and so therefore it takes the same amount of time to make one revolution or one cycle around your birth chart. So therefore if Saturn was, for example, um, at 12 degrees of Sagittarius at your time of birth and that's its placement in your birth chart, then once Saturn has made a complete cycle through the zodiac and returns to that 12 degrees of Sagittarius, then that is your Saturn return. But it's important also to know that Saturn makes little or creates mini growth moments in seven-year increments as well. And they're known as the squares or the oppositions. So every seven years, you almost get this opportunity for personal growth and to tweak your direction in life. And this will culminate then at the return moment. And the, the return moment, therefore, obviously happens at around uh, 29 years old. And that's your first Saturn return. But anything in astrology that has a profound effect or you know, evolution of the soul, you know, or, or even big changes in life, will have that year preceding it and probably the year following as well, kind of a build-up and then a falling away. And the culmination might be at age 29, but you might be feeling it from age 28 through to age 30. So this is why, you know, those couple of years are building up those themes of the Saturn return. And then those mini growth moments in those seven-year increments, which will occur at ages 7, 14, 21, then you get your 28, 29 is your Saturn return and, you know, and so on in seven, every seven years. And if you deny those each, um, each seven-year period and you deny that lesson or you deny that opportunity for growth and you're clinging on to your youth or clinging on to outdated, stale patterns or behaviour that isn't serving your growth and future development, 
then when it comes time for your Saturn return, you know, the accumulation of um, all of those years and all of those moments can come back and bite you in the butt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Gosh, I feel so seen by this, Tash. Like when you mentioned the seven years around the 21 age, I that's I mean, career-wise, that's when I leapt into music presenting. I was doing um, yeah. visual merchandising. It was a big change up and a big risk. And then to hear, yeah, when it kind of starts, if it can kind of trinkle in around 28, 29, that's, yeah, like it was kind of like six weeks before turning 30, shit really hit the fan for me. And then I learned about my Saturn return. So it's like for me, it's so bang on in terms of the timing. Um, but how do you know, yeah. I guess, how do you know, it, is there a way of knowing when it's going to be actually starting? Because, you know, you mentioned it takes Saturn 29 years, but could it be towards it could, could be at the start or the middle or the end of your 29th year of existence. It could just happen any time in that period. Yes, I guess um, if you want to be really accurate about, you know, the, the moment or the month, for example, that Saturn will hit the return, then the answer would be to be tracking it in your birth chart. Mm -hmm. So you'd be watching Saturn in the heavens and how it's travelling through the signs and watching how it's travelling through your chart to see when the hit is. Okay. Um, that's what I'd suggest but allowing the time for it to develop and then fall away and evolve because, you know, a human being, when we're going through those massive life shifts and changes within and without, you know, that just takes time and sometimes there's no exact day that that change will occur. We feel that build up and we feel that sort of pull away. Right. So your advice, I guess, for people who are in, uh, in the midst of it and, uh, yeah, kind of trying to navigate it, what would it be? I mean, it sounds like obviously a just don't resist it, let it happen. Yeah, I think, um, not so much just letting it happen, but if you can be aware and really trying to, I guess my, uh, Saturn return, uh, tips would be, um, don't run from your responsibilities, build strong foundations, learn from your life lessons and listen to your calling as well. So I think if you can keep those things in mind, and of course the first uh, Saturn return is going to look a little bit different to your second Saturn return and, you know, then of course your third Saturn return because life is different. So with the first Saturn return, and again, it depends on the chart placement. So if you can know which house your Saturn um your natal Saturn is placed in and, you know, obviously the sign flavours that as well. But then you might understand how it might work individually for you because everybody's going to experience their Saturn return a little bit differently, even mm. though those overall themes are the same. And, you know, the overall themes are taking on more responsibility, wanting to put down roots, settling down. Sometimes Saturn can really slow you down. Um, Saturn rules Capricorn and Capricorn is all about perseverance, patience, hard work. Uh, Saturn and Capricorn can represent late bloomers as well. So it's, you know, taking your time to do things properly and thoroughly and not rushing through. But the general energy is kind of a pulling back and a, and a grounding and a settling down, you know, and taking things seriously as well. So this is where people find, depending again on the Saturn placement, um, but for example, if you've got Saturn in the, in the 10th house, this is where your Saturn return might bring about lessons in um, your career and helping you clarify and, and commit to 
a direction, a solid direction in life. Okay. So when, when you mentioned settling down as well, um, I feel like that probably has a more general uh like it's a bit more general in that it's it's not necessarily being like you have to settle down and be in a relationship or get engaged. Like it's not that kind of traditional, like it can be, but it could also be having a breakup and then settling down on your own and getting back into that, you know, space of, I guess, being independent. Can that kind of Absolutely. Into it. Yeah, because it's that's all the same type of energy or vibe that Saturn mm. is is bringing forth. And again, it can be a very individual experience. But for example, I was chatting to somebody. I was consulting with them about their Saturn return, which had passed, but I mentioned it because it had passed not so long ago. And she said to me, "Oh, wow, that is amazing!" Because she was from originally from overseas and her friends would tease her about never really you know putting roots down in one country um she was always traveling um to and from her home country and that was just what you know she was that was her constant pattern in life and she thought she was always going to be doing that but around her satin return she made a very conscious decision to settle down in Australia in a new country and you know that's that's a huge life shift that requires a great deal of commitment Interesting what you said, and I just want to, that's what it's, it's made me think of something else, what you said about separating from the relationship. So in a way, she had to separate from her attachment to her home being in England mm. and, and reform a new attitude of adulthood and her future of being in Australia. So it required a type of separation and Saturn also does in astrology represent separations. So um, that would be true in a relationship, for example, where it was just time because the cosmos is deemed time for that relationship that you're in to end. So that's why the separations and the difficulty um, and hardships can sometimes surround your Saturn return. But I think it's also important to remember that where there are endings, you know, new beginnings are often disguised as endings or vice versa, however that goes. Mm. But you understand my drift that sometimes the ending precedes a beautiful new beginning. So they can go hand in hand and people can, you know, interpret their Saturn return with both of those things at play. Right. Saturn return and Saturn itself sounds like a boot camp and a personal trainer. Like you were doing a lot of hard work and it can be painful uh, and maybe you don't know when it's going to end or it might feel like it's never ending, but it sounds like, yeah, the end result, providing that you put the work in and kind of apply yourself and listen, as you mentioned, being aware of it. Um, otherwise, Saturn will creep up and give you that little tap on the shoulder. But that's a, like, would you say it's a pretty accurate way of kind of looking at it? <laughs> yeah. I would. <laughs> I would so actually. <laughs> the satin boot camp. I love that. Um, yeah. And it can it can be really tough for people. It can be it can, it can be difficult. But again, if you step up to the responsibility rather than shying away from it, it can also bring incredible award, uh, rewards and accolades and personal growth and achievements. Um, satin always rewards effort and hard work and discipline and dedication. So I think that if you're the type of person where that comes more easily, then you'll probably breeze through your Saturn return. Whereas if you're someone who, you know, wants to live a really frivolous life and it isn't in your best interests, then Saturn's going to make you grow up really fast. And that can sometimes be pretty painful. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's Saturn's relationship with Aries out of interest? Because I'm an Aries. <laughs> Are oh, we okay? okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It's, it's fine. But there'd be no, I'd be looking at rather than your sun sign, for a Saturn return interpretation, I'd be looking at where your natal Saturn is placed in your birth chart. Right. Yes, rather than your sun sign, because the sun may or may not be connected with Saturn. If your sun is connecting to Saturn in your birth chart, and by connecting, I mean, you know, it's making a mathematical connection or alignment in some way, then it would be flavoring your Saturn return experience for sure and how your Saturn was expressed in your chart. But if not, then your Saturn, you'd look at your Saturn separately from your sun sign. I can run through, if you like, give people maybe as best as I can a little bit more of a personal insight into their Saturn placement according to their house placement. Yes, if let's you'd do like it. me to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, this sort of offers a little bit more of a personal insight. So if you know your chart out there, get it out, have a look at what house your Saturn is placed in. So if you have uh, Saturn placed in the first house, you can be, you can tend to be quite self-critical. And so your Saturn return might bring around a more self-assuredness and self-confidence. If Saturn's in your second house, might mean that you're a little bit frivolous with money or unsure about your values. So the first Saturn return is about becoming more responsible with your hard-earned cash and standing firm on your values and making choices around sound morals. Third house is all about communication. So if you have Saturn here, then your return might bring around uh, learning to communicate more effectively and sensitively. The fourth house is about dealing with childhood wounds and past traumas. So the return might make you want to settle down in terms of home and family and putting down roots. This is really a fourth house thing. This is a Saturn return thing in general, but mm -hmm. particularly to people who have the Saturn in the fourth house. And in the fifth house, you might be denying your creativity up until that Saturn return. So it's important to take on an artistic project that can help provide an amazing outlet for that Saturn return energy for fifth house people. Um, but fifth house is also about love. So the Saturn return can bring about love lessons. It's about becoming more realistic in your love goals and balancing that romantic hormonal love with a more realistic relationship, a real relationship. So no more bad boys. That's what the <laughs> no Saturn... No more fuck boys. Just <laughs> <laughs> Put beautifully. <laughs> and then if you've got Saturn in the sixth house, uh, you may have been leading that frivolous life, you know, that I was talking about um, in your daily routine and also might be taking your health for granted, pushing those health boundaries. So the Saturn return is a time to buckle down to the daily grind, um, but one that serves you well. You know, it's time to reassess what you're going to be doing in your future and how that's going to be fulfilling for you and to really take your health seriously. 
Okay. Seventh house Saturn people. There are 12 houses, so we're nearly, wow. we're, we're halfway through. Uh, seventh house Saturn people, it's about relationship tests and tribulations. So getting to know what you're looking for in a partner and what you're willing to accept and not accept. But this can also be about business relationships as well. And the eighth house, if you've denied your sexual needs, until your Saturn return, then that's going to bring about new ways to open up and new pathways towards intimacy. And of course, intimacy can often be much more than sex. It's also about money and sharing equally if you've got an eighth house Saturn. The ninth house is about forming new beliefs, educating yourself so that you become an expert in some area. Um, an area of your expertise and coming to understand why something's happened in the way that it did. Often with uh, ninth house Saturn people, they tend to go overseas or do, you know, a big overseas thing at the time of their Saturn return. And the 10th house is, it can mean that you've been maybe a little bit lost in your career and life direction up until that sat first Saturn return. So 10th house Saturn people, it can bring uh, career revelations and career uh, shifts, and fo- uh, sh- shifts and changes, but you can become more clear on where you want to go and why. So job changes and also promotions can happen um, for Saturn return in the 10th house. And then 11th house can be about friendship dramas um, and not feeling that sense of belonging. But the Saturn return can bring um, your tribe to you. And it can also be about claiming greater freedom in your life. And then the 12th house is about conquering self-doubt and shadow work can be really amazing to be done if you've got a 12th house Saturn. This, uh, these people can really benefit from therapy, going through some sort of therapy or counselling. This can be a wonderfully transformative period for people who have a 12th house Saturn, overcoming fears, past traumas and stepping into the light and pursuing spiritual topics as well. So hopefully that's given a little bit more flavour to your Saturn placement if you do know it. That's huge. 12 houses. This might sound like a stupid question, but when you mentioned there was 12, I immediately thought there's 12 months in a year. Is that a, just a big coinky dink there or is there any kind of pattern with that? Like does it kind of sit in? And also I guess with the duration yeah. of your Saturn return? That's really an interesting analogy. However, no, it's not got to do with the 12 months of the year. It's more got to do with dividing the um, natal chart, which is a 360-degree wheel, right. and that's, that's divided up into 12 segments and that is the western tropical uh school of astrology there are different schools of astrology that don't use the houses um i do the houses represent different areas of life Mm. and so you know the planets represent different things and the signs represent different things and you kind of read it all by putting putting it all together for that individual it's like a a story of their life and their personality i suppose um but uh Eberton was a German scientist and he thought that the houses were unscientific. So he created a new form of astrology um, called cosmobiology and that looks at 
the chart in a different way again. So it's it's still a 360-degree wheel, but it doesn't include the 12 houses. When you were describing each of them, I kind of felt like I had just little bits from each one. Is that unusual to feel like you do have little tidbits, but one usually kind of takes the reign, I suppose? Yeah, that's interesting. Your Saturn will be only in one house. Mm -hmm. But if it's connecting, for example, we're talking about it connecting to your sun sign, if it's making that strong mathematical connection in your chart and your son is in the first house, then it will definitely bring in first house themes to your Saturn return story. How do I know my Saturn return has ended? Like how do you, you know, do you just wake up one day and everything is calm and you just feel a vibe or like how do people know? <laughs> well, the funny thing about astrology is once the Saturn return ends, then you've usually got a Mars return or a Venus return or some, or, you know, a Pluto waxing a square or whatever. You're on to the next the one. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. But um, in terms of knowing that your Saturn return has passed, you'd again refer back to your birth chart. And different astrologers would give different, we call them orbs. So it's basically once it's past a certain point, um, according to the degree in your chart, then you can kind of get the all clear. So I'd give it, oh, for a Saturn return, that's a big one. Usually I give a five degree orb for most things. Um, but I think with a Saturn return, you might even give it more than that, maybe a seven degree orb. And that basically means once it's past seven degrees of your Saturn natal placement, then it's considered over with. But I will add a little disclaimer in there, <laughs> not to dismiss the retrograde, because often what can happen is you can look at that and say, well, look, my Saturn's well and truly past the, um, the point that it was at, at my return in my chart. It's moved on. I'm all clear. But then you think, well, hang on, that didn't work because, you know, these themes are coming back and I'm having to kind of go back over old ground and this, you know, this is very familiar to what I've, all the shit I was going through during my Saturn return. And that can be because of Saturn's retrograde. If you're unlucky enough to have Saturn or any planet, this applies to any planet when it sort of triggers in your chart, if it goes retrograde just after your return, then you will get like a double hit wow, because it will go, whammy. yeah, double whammy because it will, um, it will, you know, it will re-trigger and go back over that exact point in your chart. That's intense. <laughs> it's like, yay. <laughs> but if you're prepared, if you're prepared, as I said, if you're prepared, there's, you know, nothing to fear in astrology. We always, you know, until our point of death, we're surviving everything if you mm. look at it that way. And I, th I always think that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. So that personal evolution and the growth that can be um, gleaned and gained from what you go through. I've certainly been through my own personal trials and tribulations in life and looking at the astrology helped me to understand and make sense of things and also to apply some sort of, you know, time frame, which is really helpful, like oh, I've just got to get through this year and everything will look a lot lighter. But to be honest, I wouldn't take those challenges back for the world because it makes you and creates the person that you are. It's like a diamond forged under pressure, right? Saturn, Saturn's experience can 
really be described like that. Mm. Um, it puts the pressure on that you're going to be sparkling bright like a diamond at the end of it if you step up to the plate. Yeah. And I also love that it's it's not like, you know, if people are listening and I guess especially people in their late 20s approaching this time, don't be scared and worried because you don't know the specifics of things happening, I guess, until they happen. Like Saturn return isn't like, hey, heads up, this particular thing is going to happen to you. It's just like, you know, there's going to be some changes, but you don't know what they are until they happen, I guess. So the the tip, the advice for people, you know, approaching this phase, this event, um, just be aware, but not like no, terrified. no, absolutely no need to be terrified, not at all. And look, as I, as I mentioned, Saturn, Saturn will play out differently for everybody mm. depending on their chart. So some people might experience their Saturn return as a wedding, as getting married. So, okay, you know, yeah, I feel like the, the, the assumption is that it's negative events, but it can be something positive like, like that. Absolutely. Love. And usually, look, any sort of growth, period of growth, you know, can have a bit of pain attached to it um, or letting go or separating which can or may, may or may not be difficult. But then there are also really positive um, associations with a Saturn return. So for you out there who's stressing and worrying, mm -hmm. it might just mean that you get engaged or you take out a bank loan. I mean, that's a financial responsibility, especially if your Saturn is fairly, we call it in astrology, unafflicted in the chart. You know, it may play out without too much drama at all, and it might be something quite lovely. It's so fascinating learning about Saturn Return. Tash, this whole podcast um, series is kind of circling around the theme of figuring out 30. Is there any other final words of wisdom that you might have in terms of the astrological world for people who are trying to figure out 30? Like what role, um, what other roles can astrology play in helping people kind of feel like they're, you know, that they don't have to necessarily have all of their shit together by the age of 30 and it's not, you know, such a harsh deadline, especially for women that we're conditioned to feel. Do you have any, any words of wisdom there? Oh, wow. I think, I think you're absolutely right and I think that's kind of society's view of women um, nowadays that we've got to have everything figured out, you know, especially by that age. I certainly placed all those unnecessary pressures on myself when I was that age and it, it, it doesn't serve you well. Mm. Be your own best friend and get to know your birth chart because in getting to know your birth chart, you'll get to know yourself um, and then you can, you can back yourself and really be, be your own best friend throughout your life. And becoming more self-aware through the astrological birth chart and knowing yourself in that way is very empowering. So I just say embrace it all embrace the challenges because they're going to make you shine and sparkle like a diamond and get out there and, and um, conquer life every step of the way. And by the way, I don't think we ever really figure everything out. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be needing to live this life. We'd be mm. floating around in heaven somewhere um, without any of the earthly constraints and, and dramas. So we're here for a reason and certainly don't feel like you have to figure everything out by the time you're 30. I love that. Natasha, thank you so much for joining me and for lending your expertise. It's been so insightful and really comforting. I really appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. I'm so glad it's been valuable. Thank you so much for having me on. 
You can find your own birth chart and so many more resources at Natasha's website. It's www.astrotash.com. She's also providing some really awesome content on Instagram at astrotash. And keep an eye out for that book that she's currently working on. Coming up next on Figuring Out 30, a conversation with the first person I thought of when creating this series, Ash London. For many, many years of my life and career, I just said yes and I did what I was supposed to do because I didn't want to let people down. I wanted people to like me. And of course, especially as a woman, you think, well, if I leave this job, I'm never going to get another job. Music presenter, podcaster, ray of sunshine, and somebody who loves to say yes. But in the lead up to turning 30, Ash made a life-changing decision that honestly made my jaw drop. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. It's the first time in which we have been on air together, so to speak, and it was everything I could have hoped for and more. So don't miss it. Figuring Out 30 is an independent podcast produced and presented by me, Bridget Hustwaite. You can find me on Instagram at Bridget Hustwaite and you can also drop me a line about the podcast anytime at figuringout30 at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit subscribe to stay across the latest episodes and if you like what you're hearing, I would love if you could leave me a review, share the podcast and keep following. Thank you so much for your support. I'll catch you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.